Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of the IoT for All podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, and today's guest is Ramya Ravichandar, the VP of Products at Foghorn. She joins me today to talk about Edge AI and how to ensure its value for industrial IoT and commercial IoT deployments. And for those of you unfamiliar with Foghorn, they are a leading developer of intelligence edge computing software for industrial and commercial IoT application solutions. But before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our wonderful partners over at Core Connect. They believe that things should be simple and they deliver on that promise every day with decades of combined hardware experience and know-how to engineer, manufacture, and deliver the first time. Core Connect is an end-to-end hardware solutions provider enabling businesses to provide world-class custom IoT solutions at scale and at disruptive price points. From initial design to the assembly line, Core Connect specializes in a wide range of customized IoT products, all built in the USA. One of the fantastic things about Core Connect is they can take any concept and transform it into workable prototypes in as little as six weeks. They think outside of the box and give you what you want, not kind of sort of what you want, but they give you exactly what you want the first time around. Core Connect specifically designs for manufacturing it to optimize production from day one. CE or PTCRB, IP, FCC certification assistance is also available. So make sure you check them out. Make sure you reach out to Core Connect, ask them how they can deliver their extraordinary results for you. And if you do get a chance to talk to Ali, tell him that his friends at IoT for All said hello. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Ramya Ravichandar of Foghorn. Welcome, Ramya, to the IoT for All show. Thanks for being being here today with me. Thank you for having me on, Ryan. How's uh, how are things going on your end? I would like to say the same as everywhere else. Uh, pretty <laughs> sheltered down <laughs> in place. Yeah. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm based in the Bay Area in California. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Um, But yeah, I really appreciate you being on today. I think it's going to be a great conversation. I would love to start out by having you just give a quick introduction about yourself, you know, your job title, background experience, anything you think would be most relevant for our audience to get a better sense of who they're listening to. Sure. Um, So my name is Ramir Avichandar and I had... products at Foghan. I've been working in the IoT space for close to a decade now. Um, I started back in uh, IoT and Edge and AI when I was at Cisco, where I headed their first streaming analytics platform. Uh, this is back in the day when you know there were concepts introduced like fog computing and uh, cloud computing was all the rage then. But um, I've been very involved in defining new products in this space uh, and haven't looked back ever since. Awesome. Very good. Can you talk a little bit more about Foghorn and um, what you all do, what role you play in IoT, all that good stuff? Right. So Foghorn is a startup that was uh, founded in 2014. And the whole intention was to address the notion of IoT data deluge at the edge. So our mission is to empower industrial sectors and commercial sectors achieve transformational business outcomes. And we want to do that by bringing real-time AI and ML capabilities to the edge. So machine learning models running on small compute uh, devices but giving you the same kind of insights that you would get uh, if you were running on the cloud. Now, we've been working across various verticals, right, from oil and gas to manufacturing, Mm -hmm. um, automotive, you know, all the way to commercial buildings. And, um, you know, it's it's a very diverse software platform. And so the idea is how do you start finding use cases that demand real-time action by the operator on the floor? 
and we have over you know 100 plus commercial deployments today and it uh, uh, i'm sure as you had to talk to many different guests um iot journey is uh, is a little different from your typical enterprise right. software journey so to sum it up you know foghan is really at the center of three um cutting technology trends um iot edge and ai okay so. very nice yeah I, I, we've, we've talked a lot about those topics we'll get into um especially the the ai and the edge piece here in a second but i wanted to make uh connect our audience a little bit better with with the work you all do uh if you have any use cases or anything and maybe customer journey kind of experiences that you're able to share with our audience to give them a little bit more of a real kind of um, understanding of, of how you all operate so they can relate it back to kind of what they're doing to see how Foghorn may be a potential fit for, for what they're working on themselves. Sure, sure. Um, some of the use cases we've been, you know, very steeped into is been in the manufacturing sector, right? Every time the first use case you would think about for IoT is predictive maintenance. Um, and so uh, Fogon has been involved with uh, some of the leaders in this space. So a very specific example would be Stanley Black & Decker, the world's largest um, tools and storage company. I think it's the second largest uh, electronic security company. And uh, we were deployed there to figure out, um, you know, defects as they were manufacturing a product in real time. And, uh, you know, have you seen the mm -hmm. yellow measuring tapes? Um, yeah. So the idea was how do you really identify, you know, maybe a smudge uh, of an ink or maybe two numbers overlap. But the idea is to be able to go in and identify those defects in real time. So the operator on the floor is able to take an action in real time. And that's the fundamental premise of all of the solutions that we've developed. Right. Um, is there something mm -hmm. your operator could have done differently today, but has not been able to do because they did not have the insights or they did not have the call to action? Uh, and we're a very low latency platform. So it gives you that ability to build applications that provide that call to action. So that's an example in the manufacturing sector. Um, I know what's very relevant today is with the with the pandemic uh, that's ongoing, we've actually released a whole new uh, suite of solutions around um, health and monitoring for workplace safety. So again, it's real time. It's very video based. Um, and the idea is how does a how does an employee guarantee that it's safe for their workers to come back to work? And so that's another example, uh, not not a very industrial example, but very applicable to any any space out there. Gotcha. OK, so if we want to dive in real quick to, to talking a little bit more about the edge computing component and as it relates to the goal of increasing the overall operational efficiency within organizations. Can you talk a little bit more to that topic around how edge computing can help organizations move their IoT or even industrial IoT projects from proof of concept to full deployment? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Um, you know, when we often go and talk to customers, um, uh, you know, it, they find it hard to figure out what's the use case. And this scenario was true five, six years ago, right? And I, I bring that up because the customer's journey has also evolved with IoT. Um, today, our customers are way more savvy, way more sophisticated and knowledgeable because when they come to us, they know exactly the problems that they mm -hmm. have and how they want to use the IoT technologies 
to go and address them. Um, so we've, you know, and most companies in the past have looked at the concept of, you know, proof of concept. You want to try out a few different use cases, understand if you r- really get the ROI that you intended to. But more often than not, those uh, POCs kind of dwindle right. away, right? Um, there's not really a, a huge mandate to push forward through. What we've done is we've embraced the concept and we've been pushing for proof of value, Right. Having worked in our, you know, hundreds of customer deployments, we understand that uh, scalability is mm-hmm. going to be key and you want to build solutions that can scale and you want to scale solutions only that have a high ROI. So uh, we've been able to successfully convert a lot of our initial uh, initiatives with our customers into large scale deployments because we push for value. Okay. So if we talk about ROI for a second, which is a topic we cover often, if, if we look beyond kind of just the edge computing piece and now we mix in AI, so say edge AI type solutions, how does that play into being able to deliver optimal ROI? And if we can think about it in the sense of delivering ROI sooner, because oftentimes a lot of solutions, the ROI is not truly realized until later on. And because of that, a lot of proof of concepts and pilots never get past that stage because in a short period of time and limited scale, they're not able to realize that ROI. So how does the the edge AI and the edge computing component kind of help deliver that ROI that most companies are kind of coming to you all for? Yeah. Before I, before I answer that question, I do want to kind of um, distinguish between edge computing and edge AI, right. Um, From a terminology standpoint, um, you know, when, when we first started out, edge computing was the umbrella term, right? It just denotes there's some processing done on a gateway that's possibly close mm-hmm. to a source of data. Um, I mean, looking inwards, right? Our own journey has been, you know, moving from edge analytics when we first started, right? Just applying ba- basic pattern detection and simple analytics on data as it streams in. Um, we were actually one of the first ones to do machine learning at the edge. And we moved into edge ML, the ability to bring very powerful ML models down onto this uh, raw streams of data. And today we're actually a leader in edge AI. So just as we've progressed in terms of building more and more value into our offerings, I think the, the, the customer also has been, um, very challenging in terms of, um, is this a right use case, right? Do I, do I go one level deeper, right? It's, and I, I love the example of predictive maintenance because it's this, it's motherhood and apple pie. What do you do? Yeah. We want to do predictive maintenance using IOT technology technologies, right? But then you peel, you peel layers there and you're like, okay, what predictive maintenance? Is it the compressor? Is it the pump? Okay. Now we're looking at a pump. What sources of data do you have? Do you want to do video and vibration uh, analysis in tandem? And how does that really provide value? So you really have to push the boundaries. Um, so you start getting the value right from okay. the point of install um, and understood you can extrapolate the value maybe down the year and a couple of years and so on. But um, if you do don't have that that spark in the very first few deployments, you're probably working on the wrong use cases. Okay. Interesting. So if we take a little bit more a deep dive into the edge AI piece, how do how does that how does edge AI's role um or what is the role in kind of enabling, let's say, industrial IoT, machine building, utility performance optimization, and predictive maintenance? Um, and and like, what is the role it plays in enabling that? And then, kind of, what are the benefits of each of those, such as cost reduction and so forth, when you can you know implement edge AI uh, into a solution? 
Right. So um, with edge AI, essentially it is how can I apply, you know, advanced um, ML or AI models or deep learning models onto the data streams that I'm getting. When we first started out, right, you know, back in the day, big data was a huge moment. And I'm very grateful to them because what they've done is they've paved the way for us to get into this whole digitization initiative, right? This is the industry 4.0, um, you know, the ability for a lot of the assets to get hooked up because we're data hungry in the sense that once we get access to the data, we're able to apply any kind of logic um, on that. What Edge AI does is it takes you um, a step above from just data collection, right? The ability to uh, take the Edge AI technologies uh, and position it as a layer on to the incoming data streams is key because then you're getting newer insights. A lot of the organizations out there have dedicated data science resources. And um, the challenge there is the data science team may be very divorced from the actual operator on the ground, right? And so we at Foghorn look at being that bridge. We want to take the data science expertise that you already have and bring that in-house to the manufacturing floor, to your refinery, so an operator can take that model and apply it without having to know anything about data science. And so Edge AI is is really helping people get connected in ways that we haven't seen before. And, and we, we want to be the platform that enables it. Now, speaking about your platform, how how does that integrate into the cloud structure? So, you know, for most cases, um, in the past, it's been more of a cloud-only type structure, and now we're getting more into this cloud edge hybrid strategies. So, what what has kind of caused that shift? And if you kind of explain the difference between the two, I think that'd be great. Sure. Um, so let's go back to understanding what were the key drivers for moving away from cloud to edge. And then we can talk about, you know, what's our relationship with cloud today. Um, you know, it take any use case, uh, especially in the industrial sector. This is, uh, this is very glaring, right? There's limited connectivity. Um, you know, a single drilling rig um, can generate over a terabyte of data daily. But if you look at the um, amount of data that's actually analyzed, it's maybe less than 1%. And what's worse is the connectivity issues because they probably have a sat link that is um, you know, less than two Mbps. Um, and if they have to take all of the data and transmit it to a central repo somewhere, it's probably going to take you upwards of 10 days, right? Just the sheer amount of data, the connectivity issues and the bandwidth constraints, um, you know, are are great drivers for why you would adopt edge computing. But that aside, we're also beginning to see, especially in the industrial sector, this this, uh, notion of being more secure, right? You don't want to expose a lot of your assets externally and you want to keep your data as localized as possible. So uh, in, in edge computing is kind of this emerging uh, security defense uh, against external threats. Um, now, a combination of that with the you know notion for low latency response times, because you want this call to action uh, very quickly. And, you know, we also write back to control systems. So sub millisecond uh, latency response times uh, is something we also do. But all of these drivers are key for why somebody would want to okay. adopt edge computing. But that does not mean 
you know, the cloud is, uh, is no longer valid. If anything, um, the whole concept of edge and cloud are extremely complementary to each other because, uh, going back to your other, um, uh, question around edge AI, if you have to build the models, you must have data and the amount of data that you need really determines how accurate your models are. And the kind of unlimited compute that is needed to do this is only available in the cloud. Um, so building the model, uh, training the model, all of that is very uh, core to cloud computing. But then taking that model and inferencing it at the edge is, again, at the niche of edge computing. Now, they both are complementary because, um, you know, I could have models that are constantly being retrained and deployed to many different edges. And I'm imagining, think of a drilling site um, that you have four or five drilling sites. There's a little edge gateway running. You could send out model updates, but from one central um, cloud console. So the and, and you would get feedback from those different sites that feeds into the central model sitting in the cloud that says, okay, I need to, you know, maybe improve certain parameters. I have to continue to train based on the new insights I've gotten off from the local devices. So this whole back and forth exchange of uh, insights is key to have that close loop machine learning going on between the edge and the cloud. Um, so I, I think they're very complementary and they go hand in hand. Um, and it's, it's a whole new world out there as, uh, as we begin to play together. Absolutely. So let's, let's expand a little bit more on the edge computing piece. And I want to bring it into more of a kind of talking about a few specific things that people often are requesting in, in a solution. So let's say real time functionalities, um, you know, working in, integrating in with autonomous operations. So how is edge computing kind of helping those two areas? And we can relate it to an industry, let's say automotive manufacturers, for instance, and they're looking into improving real time functionalities within their process, as well as accelerating that autonomous operations within the vehicles. How does edge computing kind of make that more, make that possible and make it better than it was in the past? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about how quickly am I able to process the data and uh, what is my response time? Okay. Um, if you just take the automotive sector, uh, there's a whole spectrum of applications that are very relevant for edge computing. Um, so not even getting into um, the autonomous driving component because there's a completely different class of edge computing that's happening in your um, Teslas. Uh, now, if you take the automotive manufacturing, it's again, how do you keep uh, uh, keep up the production? How do you reduce bottlenecks, right? Uh, an example could be, you know, a car assembly um, setup where you have four robotic piston arms, maybe, you know, uh, fixing the car doors. And even if there's a slight lag with one of the arms, then there's going to be a slowdown in the production over time. Right. So the question is, can I detect that lag in real time? And when I detect it, am I able to actually fix it in real time? So this goes back to how comfortable are you with the uh, AI models that you've developed, right? That's an example <laughs> of um, manufacturing. Um, and part quality is a big one, right? Um, you know, quality inspection, a lot of it is manual today. Uh, if you have uh, if you have a video camera and you have a, a, a vision or an image of the part as it rolls of the assembly line, imagine uh, how much more automation is possible in terms of, yep, that part is qualified to move on to the next stage before it gets into the oven and bakes into scrap. Right. Um, we've, we've actually worked with one of the 
Uh, brilliant factory. So G, one of our very first deployments back in the day where we identified issues with uh, a particular product manufactured. Um, and it was, they had three different stages and we were able to get uh, insights into stage one and reduce crap tremendously. So uh, edge computing definitely has a role across the board. Um, and the good thing is because it's a, um, it's, it's really a fabric and a, a, a platform that has the ability to address the same patterns of use cases across the board, whether, you know, it, it, it might be automotive manufacturing, but, you know, part quality is a global issue across manufacturing, right? Um, it, it's about how you take those patterns. And um, one thing maybe I will, you know, uh, kind of plug in here is we are doing something called... Um, uh, lightning solutions. The idea is a lot of the users, uh, as we, uh, a lot of the customers that we worked with, you know, have had to kind of go through this journey of use case identification, you know, building out the right models, plugging all of that together, figuring out their ecosystem. And, um, you know, I think having an out of box solution that helps you get to insights, um, very, very quickly, uh, is, is key. And, um, that's, that's also what we do in a couple of our product lines. Um, because of our work we've done in the past. So, so let me ask you then, as you guys have been developing these products, and these, um, for, for these deployments and solutions at for, you know, out in the real world, what have been some of the challenges you've all come across as far as like when organizations come to you, they're struggling with X, you know, as it relates to what we've been talking about on the edge computing, the, the, the edge AI side, maybe those are the solutions that you present them with, like, um, to, to their problems. But what are oftentimes the biggest challenges that companies are, are coming to you? Does it have to do with not, you know, effectively bringing in data? Does it, does it have more to do with the um, being able to analyze the data, interpret the data, collect the data, you know, kind of where, where are the biggest challenges that people are coming to Foghorn to solve? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think um, uh, we've seen a gamut of uh, challenges and we've, we've kind of broadened technologies to address that um, as we've been working with these different industries. Um, back in the day, it was about, okay, do you have the ability to get data very quickly, right? It was about uh, data ingestion. Um, and I think a lot of that is um, more or less solved, right? There are very, very popular industrial protocols that we support out of the box. And there are a number of different um, vendors that provide plugins to collect that data. Mm -hmm. um, but then if you move on to the next layer, it's like, now that you have the data, what do you do with the data? And that was one of the conundrums of, of the whole big data initiative is you had these one wonderful data lakes, but nobody was looking yeah, at right, any of the right. data in that. Right. So, um, and then it becomes more of, uh, identifying the right use case, right. Understanding the right ROI. And we spend a lot of time, um, with our customers in the initial discovery phases, because we want to make sure we work with solutions that can scale and that bring right, the right value to our end users. Um, and once we've crossed that hurdle, the other part is about scalability and actual user personas, right? I talked a little bit about um, being very focused on the OT persona, who's the operational technologist, right? He is the, um, you know, process engineer on the manufacturing floor, or he could be a refinery operator who's walking around, you know, checking the valves on the pipes. Um, how do you, how do you get them to use uh, uh, the IoT technology in a way that is helpful to them, right? It's, it's not about having 
having to go in and program new modules, but the ability to just provide an alarm or a beep that is very much a part of the ecosystem that they're used to. So as we as we've been seeing more and more of these challenges, we've been bringing it into our product lines and feature sets to accommodate them. Interesting. So do you oftentimes, I guess, at what stage of, of the process are most customers coming to you all in? Are they usually kind of well-established into their IoT journey? Are they usually starting out? You know, have they maybe launched something and it they ran into problems, so they're looking for assistance? Like, wh- when do they usually engage with you all? Or do they kind of, again, run across all the different gamuts of, of potential there? Yeah, I would split it into two um, segments, right? The uh, the established, you know, the the Fortune 500, uh, they probably have IoT initiatives ongoing, and we're often very much a part of it. So if you look at our investor list, um, all of our uh, investors are also, you know, world leaders in the spaces that they um, that they work in, um, and so we're very much part of their IoT journey right from the get go. Um, the the other side of the house is where you we are looking. Looking at more, um, you know, direct sales to customers in terms of the black box packages, right? The solutions, right? They have a very specific problem, and they're looking for a solution in the market that helps them. Um, and so it's it's more of a, a solution sale at that point. Um, but um, yeah, I think when uh, with a much larger enterprise, uh, given. The, the the size and the number of different business units that they work with, uh, we tend to be part of many, many different initiatives. Right. So is there a, a stage of development or an IoT journey that you believe is maybe too early to, to have um, you all get involved in when it comes to thinking about edge computing? Like, for instance, if, if a company is they internally is able to develop their own proof of concept, their own pilot using... I don't know, more highly constrained devices when it comes to the, like from a data, data standpoint, um, is that like too early to be kind of engaging with you all? Or does it make sense to bring you in at that point, start planning out the next phase of development and how to, you know, solve any problems they're encountering because of the fact that they're using these more highly con- constrained devices, um, in order to evaluate or analyze their, their, their raw data effectively. Yeah. So if you have the data, and you know that the use case or the application that you want to build is uh, suitable for edge computing, um, then we should get involved, right? And especially if it's a constrained uh, resource environment. Um, If you do not have such a problem, right, it's more about a BI technology that you care about, then edges is more the hammer, right? You don't really need to do real-time analysis. Um, You know, we're not into ERP systems, for example, right? There there is a reason where edge is relevant. And I think that's where you ask the questions. If this is the edge use case we want to go after, we have the data available and it's streaming in, um, you know, let's, let's get engaged. And let's start having that conversation. So, so what if what does Foghorn do? As, I guess on the kind of if we're talking about let's say IoT devices or industrial IoT devices that have maybe a smaller footprint, um, what do you all do, um, or how do you all handle those kinds of situations? You know, what, what kind of products do you offer to ensure that you know, like say, the streaming of the data takes place as close to the data source as possible? Since we're talking a lot about edge computing and the power and the benefit of being able to do that, um, where does Foghorn kind of play into that? Yeah, so um, with Fallen, what we've done is we've actually purpose-built the edge computing platform, 
Right. Um, when we first started the company, we realized that the existing technologies were more retrofits of um, uh, trying to work with resource constrained compute. Sure. So we actually went in and built a lot of IP that makes it very optimal to run on these small footprint devices. So we are a software company, so we are software agnostic, but we have a wealth of SIs and channels uh, where we bundle our software and go to market. Um, so if you have an existing gateway, right, um, if you already have an industrial PC sitting on your uh, on your factory floor, then, you know, we could run on that because we're essentially containerized. But at the same time, if, uh, if you are interested in starting a new initiative, then we have a number of different um, partners that we can work with and provide both the infrastructure in terms of the hardware and the software bundle together. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate kind of all this information on, on what you all are doing and then the, the, the detailed kind of dive into edge AI versus edge computing, kind of the benefits of playing. So as we kind of wrap up, wrap, wrap up here, um, are there any additional things relating to kind of Foghorn that we should be on the lookout for or the types of companies that should be kind of paying attention to maybe some of the new stuff you have going on, new launches going on that may be most beneficial to them kind of as we're you know hopefully getting out of this COVID world and, and into, uh, you know, back to normal life in some way. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely with our uh, new lightning uh, health and monitoring suite, uh, you know, we're addressing the current situation, but I do want to call out one thing. Um, yeah. We're not just addressing the pandemic as a as an knee-jerk reaction, right? We've been steeped in the industrial domain. And so we've been working with worker PPE use cases for many, many years. Um you know, someone uh, once commented that, you know, your software is future proof. And that's that's kind of a key statement, because what it tells you is you could use it today to respond um, to COVID-19. But essentially, at the core of it, it's a platform that allows you to support newer and newer applications um, as you grow. Right. And um uh, video is here, right? Video is here. It's now, uh, the stats are just staggering about how much video is going to be generated uh, in the next couple of years. And you sure. must have sure. an edge computing strategy to address that, whether you want to do part inspection or you just want to do surveillance or you want to do facial recognition, whatever be the case. Uh, it's that combination of using video streams with other streams, what we call sensor fusion. That's, that's where the pot of gold is. Um, and, and the last comment I'll probably leave our audience, uh, with is that, uh, the, maybe it's the lockdown. So maybe I'm a, I'm a little philosophical here, but the world that we're in today is, um, is way more aware, ironically. And uh, I think it's, it's also a little bit more demanding of us, both as, you know, as individuals and as corporates, um, that you want to use technology for the greater good. And in line with that, we've actually been working with a number of different use cases as related to clean tech and, um, you know, green energy solutions um, to really power a more sustainable future. So... I'll just say stay um, stay on the look for our next announcement around uh, some <laughs> key emission monitoring uh, suite that's coming up. Very cool. Well, Rami, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time with everything going on. Um, very excited to kind of see the kind of what comes out of Foghorn, like you just mentioned regarding the greenhouse or more environmentally friendly kind of solutions. Um, but this has been great. I really appreciate your time and sharing your insights with our audience. No, it's been a pleasure, Ryan. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely.
All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening to that episode of the IoT for All podcast. I hope you found a lot of value in that episode. And if you did, we truly appreciate it if you would leave a rating or review on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have not already done so, please subscribe to our newsletter, social media, or the podcast itself to get the latest episodes as soon as they become available. Other than that, if you have anybody who you think would make a great guest for the IoT for All podcast, feel free to reach out to me at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them on the show. But other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.